Have you ever wondered what an orca's favorite type of music to listen to is? It's orchestra. Get it? Orca-stra? Orchestra? <laughs> All right, let's get to the show. You're listening to Yakerbot Talk Podcast, the show where we cover chatbot news, updates, tips, and tactics for messenger marketing with both chat fuel and mini chat users. If this is your first time listening, then welcome. Lots to learn. If you're just getting started, then you found the right place. From learning the basics to what the heck messenger marketing and conversational commerce is, to advanced topics such as JSON and getting the most out of your bots. Thanks for tuning in, and I hope you enjoy. This episode of Yakerbot Talk is brought to you by a Facebook group, Marketing with Messenger Bots. It's the one that's owned by Mackenzie Lieberman, and it is a good one. About 4,500 people agree with that as well. So if you have questions about chatbots or just want to help get started, that is definitely a great group to be a part of because uh, Mackenzie answers on... uh, some speeds that you might consider that are precognitive. So anyway, uh, Marketing with Messenger Bots uh, is a great group on Facebook. Go ahead and join and uh, be part of the fun. Well, hello, everyone. Today, I have a very special guest. Uh, the first time uh, person to return to the Yakerbot talk, it is Mackenzie Lieberman, and she is the queen of Manny Chat and Chatbots in general, a gold medalist, and um, and so many other things. How are you, Mackenzie? Good, good. Oh, man. I am so excited to be the first returning person. That's that's an accolade right there. It totally is. It totally is. It was between you and Andrew, but you obviously are more of a oh, uh, gold medalist and um, beat beat him in the foot race. So, oh, that's hilarious. <laughs> so sorry, how, Andrew. Yeah, sorry, sorry, bro. Sorry, sorry, brother. My digital brother. I don't know if you're familiar with that or not. He's my digital brother. Is he? That's yeah, hilarious. it is. Yeah, and then uh, Mary Catherine Johnson's my digital mom, and then uh, Alfred L's my digital dad. Oh, that's hilarious. So, yeah, it is. It's pretty, it's pretty LOL worthy. Um, <laughs> so yeah, we, uh, we, we, we asked you here, Mackenzie, because we need to talk about your, your problem with Facebook. Um, you have an addiction to it and no, <laughs> this is your intervention. There's a banner behind me. Um, no, totally. But uh, anyway, yeah, so I wanted to have you on here again to talk a little bit more about Facebook because there's been some cool updates, uh, I feel, within Facebook. And, um, you know, I think the first episode we just scratched the surface and so I thought it'd be worth, uh, you know, a round two ding ding 
Definitely. Yeah. Um, and that's the thing in the world of Facebook and Facebook advertising, um, things change on a weekly pretty much or almost monthly basis. Um, so unless you're kind of keeping up on it, it goes by so fast. It's, it really you know, does. Like yeah. Ferris Bueller, you know, life flies by or whatever <laughs> that quote is. Oh my gosh. That's such a funny movie. <laughs> I love that movie. Well, so, okay, uh, let's start here then. I mean, so say you're starting out uh, ground zero. You just found out about bots. Uh, you built a bot. Um, what would be the next step? And obviously industries will vary, but, you know, um, just say you started out, what would you recommend as like a, a first step for a person? Yeah, so actually I get that question a lot. Like, okay, I built a bot. How do I attach it to ads? Or what's the best way to use ads? And that's and, that's really not the reason I asked. I, I figured you'd never get that question. <laughs> <Right>. <laughs> what, what I find funny is, um, it, yeah, and most people know me, especially in the bot community, as being somebody who knows bots really well. But a lot of people don't know that I started off doing Facebook ads to landing pages. And so that's how I got into this. And then I just switched from landing pages to bots. And now people are like, oh, you know Facebook ads? I'm like, oh, yeah. that's hilarious. It's two um, very complementary skills. It is, but it's like being admit, a doctor and during when you're playing Oregon Trail. So. <laughs> oh, I miss that game. That game was Same so fun. Here. I loved Oregon Trail Day in school. Yeah, um, yeah. <laughs> totally dating myself. Um, <laughs> Me too. <laughs> but yeah, I mean, um, but with Facebook ads between landing pages and bots, it is it can be totally different. Obviously, um, you approach it in totally different ways, and it's good to know especially with bots, the best practices and best ways to utilize ads to get the most people into your bot and the, the best um, quality people, right? You just, I have a client that I run bots for, but they do the ads and their ads, they just throw them out there and just get anybody and everybody. So then when I do something in the bot, I get a bunch of people that are like, who are you? I don't even know you and get off my phone or get off my iPad and it's because the part of that is due to the fact that the ads were just blasted out there and people opting in and not knowing really what they're opting in for. So um, that's actually, in a way, a waste of ad spend because you're getting all these people into your bot hoping that they will right. end up buying. But then instead, you get a lot of hilarious uh, responses <laughs> from people. <laughs> yeah, like, like that uh, I've seen. <laughs> yes. <laughs> yes, I've shared some with you. <laughs> yes, that's so funny. Especially when you do it to the elderly community. Um, yes. So. Yes, exactly. Oh, and so that kind of goes along the lines with Facebook ads. You need to look at a few different things um, and I ideas and, and attributes of not only your business and your offer, but also your audience to know the best way of going about to get ads that convert well and convert in to the bot and have the bot or have the ads do a lot of the, the groundwork so that the, it's easier within the bot to convert them, you know, later on with follow-up where it's not just a bunch of people unsubscribing, like 450 people in one day. Yeah. <laughs> sort of and thing. making sure that the ads are clear enough so that the person knows what they're actually getting into. Um, I feel like that's important because you can yes. kind of mislead people in a way. If you don't oh, do totally. it, right. And, and that's the other big thing is, uh, you know, a lot of us that are obviously in the bot space, we're used to bots. We're used to being in Messenger. The majority of people out there have never experienced a bot before. So it's really good to let them know that they will be receiving whatever you're giving um, within Messenger, even if it's just a 
you kind of like you just mention it not like click the button below and you will get a message in messenger not doing that not doing like a play-by-play -play, but just you know saying <laughs> you know <laughs> click the link and then you'll get um xyz delivered right to your inbox right where right you know it's just kind of like oh messenger inbox but um in terms of like wanting to make sure you're getting those ideal people by utilizing Facebook ad objectives. Uh, the main two ones that are, are best utilized are traffic and messages. And in terms of with Facebook's algorithm, messages is more geared towards people who use Messenger and are in Messenger a lot. I mean, you know, it's mm. like 1.5 billion people are, you know, are active users in Messenger. So right. um, that helps to to I guess do a little bit more of the grunt work in terms of with Facebook ads getting in front of the right people whereas with traffic if you use messages as the destination that's a little bit more broad from my experience and you know utilizing that will get people still that um, will go into messenger obviously but maybe it's not people who utilize messenger a lot right sure. so my suggestion though when people are like well which one should I use I'm like split test you know maybe start off and also depending <laughs> on your business and your offer um, if you want to get a more just broad amount of people into your bot and then you know maybe dial in more within the bot with follow-up and things like that you know use traffic and just trying if you're just trying to get more people into the bot you might have a you know lower priced offer or you have multiple um, offers that you can give them within the bot um, then that way you can use your bot to do more of the specific focused um, selling. But if you're just wanting cut to the chase and just get more people that are specifically within Messenger that will go through your funnel faster, then maybe start out with messages first. So that's usually the overview of what I say to start off with, at least nice. in terms of the ad objective. Yeah, I love that. And then yeah. wait, pause, because there seems to be a little bit of scratching on your side. Oh. Like that. Is that better now? Talk for a minute. Okay, I'm going to talk. Uh, I think it's because I was moving around. Oh, yeah, that's a lot better now. <laughs> okay, I'll nice. stay still like a mannequin. <laughs> oh, my gosh, yeah. Jeez. That's yeah. what I get you are a uh, You are a, you know, a mannequin. There you go. That's the perfect phrase. Yeah, yeah I'm just like, <laughs> going to stay in one spot and just maybe move my hands in. <laughs> yeah, right? It's like, stop your Italian heritage from coming out. Right? Yeah, exactly. Yeah. It's a spicy meatball. <laughs> <laughs> okay i'll awesome. lean up against the wall there we go that works so now i can't move um yeah <laughs> good all right well so do you have um one thing that i like is like uh any sort of use cases i mean do you have like an example of like a story or something um that somebody has gone through that you've helped them with uh just as like a real like like real life example Oh, let's see. Well, usually when people ask me these questions, they go and implement and then they never tell me how it goes. And so <laughs> <laughs> I'm assuming it's good because if it wasn't good, then they would be saying, hey, this didn't work. Help me sort of thing. Right. Um, but from my own experience with, you know, ads and, and bots that I've ran for different clients, um, I've done... Uh, I usually start off with messages and it seems to be going well. And especially with the demographics that are older, like I have a couple author clients who, um, you know, their demographic is usually, you know, older women. Um, using the messages objective gets more people who are actually in messenger. And the other thing is, is if you have a client who is also in ManyChat, um, who, you know, has approached you and, and wants you to run bots and ads for them, that if you 
do messages and have it a little bit more focused that might give your client a better understanding and a I don't know, it's almost a way of um, visually showing them like, yeah, look at all these people coming in that are actually doing the call to action that you ask, right? Right. Um, now on the flip side, um, I have clients that don't even know what ManyChat is and they just know I'm doing stuff through Messenger. Uh, so they can also <laughs> still look to see that there's messages coming in and stuff, but also they probably hopefully don't spend hours reading the messages and seeing how people are going through it. But um, you know, for those people, I might feel a little bit more free to split test different objectives and then you know if there's a bunch of people coming in that aren't doing the call to action then you know I can adjust either the objective or adjust the messaging itself but um, usually I, I split test and start off with one even though I say split test I usually don't do both at the same time usually I just start off with one see how it works if it's not up to par of what I'm hoping to get then I will switch to the other one um, and then also if it's not getting what I need that's the other thing with with ads and bots is that it's a big long flow right in terms of a sales funnel so you've got to look to see where people are dropping off or where people aren't taking the next step and then look to see you know the, the immediate previous step how things could possibly be adjusted um, or you know maybe just adjust make it smaller or shorter um, just do some other testing in that aspect to see what will end up converting better because then that way future traffic that starts coming through then will hopefully you know flow a little bit better through to the call to action but also, that's dependent on audience size, right? If you only have five people going through and two <laughs> people make it through and you're like, well, that's less than half. Well, maybe the other three got distracted or, you know, one person didn't see the button. You know, let's say the button doesn't show up, but you don't know that and you're just assuming it's your flow that's not working. Mm. Um, well, I guess technically in that case, it's not, but it's not your fault with your setup. Um, but it's, so what I'm trying to say is it's good to have a good amount of people going through it so you can have a good cohort of, uh, of an audience. So that way you can see what's working and what you might need to adjust. Awesome. Um, yeah. And I think just from your science background, I mean, if you guys haven't listened to episode, I think it was six of the podcast, you can go back and we give a little bit of background information on McKinsey, but um, from a from a scientific viewpoint, your the data that you use from interactions uh, with the bot you can use to then, but you know have a better outcome. But you know if you don't have enough people, then it anyway it, you just don't yeah. have enough data. You don't have enough information to act on. Exactly, what? and along the science aspect, because yes, I'm a scientist um, using the scientific <laughs> method. To, if you go back to your uh, high school biology days or whatever, but using the scientific method in your split testing where um, with your ads and or within your bot where you just change one variable at a time and have a control. And mm. sometimes that can be painstakingly long, but you can in a way hold, you know, different experiments if we're talking long lines of science, but you have different experiments within your ads and your bot where you can track that one variable change in multiple experiments. Um, so then that way also you don't get confused, but, uh, that way you could do it a little bit faster. But if you change a bunch of different things in your ads, let's say you have ads running and then, and you're in the messages objective and then you're like, well, I'm going to instead do traffic, but I'm also going to change my ad around right. and change the copy. Well, then you're changing multiple aspects and then you don't know, like, let's say if it would have been just changing one variable, let's say it was just changing the copy 
would have made it a lot better with conversions, but you also changed the objective. And so that took it away. So then it was a wash and you're like, well, that didn't work either. So it's like, you could have been, you know, two inches from unearthing a, a treasure box, but you missed it because <laughs> you changed more than one variable. So that's the other thing is with testing and split testing to um, only do one variable at a time in a, you know, structured way. <laughs> yeah, that totally makes sense. That way you know what is actually producing the result. Um, exactly. Interesting. So another question that's completely on point and it doesn't deviate from the conversation at all. Um, what, what do you think will happen when you go to your high school reunion and you were, you know, it says, you know, Hey, I, I became a scientist. And then the next one is like, Oh, you know, she's into that Facebook thingy now. Um, oh my gosh, right? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Uh, it's so funny when people, you know, find out what my background is as a quote, clinically certified cytogeneticist analyzing chromosomes for abnormalities. And then they're like, wait, um, but actually in high school, people thought I was going to be a orca whale researcher. Thus the name of my company. Orca Marketology. Yes, yeah. exactly. Um, so everybody thought I was going to go study whales because I've been obsessed with whales like my whole life. Mm -hmm. um, so yeah, my next high school reunion is going to be a little bit interesting because yes, I am uh, not that. And I'm into marketing and business and it's going to probably blow some people away. But yeah, um, that Facebook thingy. I know, right? They're like, wait, what is this bot thing? And it's so funny because sometimes when I post it on about it on my Facebook page, which I actually don't a whole lot, I need to more, but I don't just because I don't have time. And I'm right. in groups constantly. But um, Literally. sometimes when I do, <laughs> I know, like my whole life is groups. Right. Uh, <laughs> but when I do post it, you know, it's like crickets, unless it's mm. like marketing friends. It's kind of interesting. Um, but I do have a friend um, from high school that is actually a client of mine, and he's doing really, really well in business and what he's doing. And we actually talked about uh, our high, next high school reunion because he was actually at the Traffic and Conversion Summit. And oh, so nice. We were talking to, yeah, we were talking about it. And he's just like, you and I are the only ones that have like really made it from our oh, high school. Oh, wow. That's sad. <laughs> well, you know, I guess everybody's definition of made it. But, you know, uh, sure. But, yeah. But in terms of, you know, notoriety or whatever. So, um, and a side note, this is kind of funny. I actually went and if you go to your high school's uh, Wikipedia page, it'll say notable like people, I went and edited it on mine and said <laughs> that I've been interviewed on TV for digital marketing. Oh and my I'm gosh. A leader in messenger marketing. That is so community. funny. <laughs> and I linked out, or, and I also said I've spoken on stage and I, uh, of course, cited all those, right? Scientists and me, I've got to cite my sources. <laughs> so I cited the, uh, a link to my interview on TV and also to the website of the uh, conference I spoke on stage at that listed me as a speaker. So, Oh my gosh, that is so freaking funny. So yeah, so if you ever want to edit your high school's uh, uh, Wikipedia page, you could add that, you know, you're a podcast uh, person. Yeah, exactly. That is funny. So, yeah. And then cite yeah. it and then cite it. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. And then you might get some, a little bit of, traffic maybe from that right. i don't know i don't know how many and then and then we'll just backlink to each other's different you know uh high school wikipedia pages and get just tons yeah. of traffic <laughs> i wonder if wikipedia ends up helping seo i didn't even think about that maybe that will help yeah you're like linking to it that's so funny yeah so yeah that was something i found out the other day kind of awesome but yeah so on the on the talk of my yeah high school reunion that'll be interesting in, in a couple of years so nice yeah. Well, let's jump forward a little bit and um, 
like let's say there's somebody who's working with bots, their Facebook ads are working, um, and they kind of have it somewhat dialed in. They're actually, you know, they're making a little bit of money. What what would you recommend? I mean, and obviously, once again, there's tons of variables like, you know, what about this and blah, blah, blah. But like, mm-hmm. what would you say is like a next logical step for somebody who's looking to kind of, you know, maybe give themselves a little boost or something? Yeah, like scaling in terms yeah. of, you know. So, yeah, so if you end up finding, if you're running ads to bots and you're like, okay, my ads are performing, you're looking at the different stats that you have, you know, high click-through rate um, that you're having. And the other thing with Facebook ads is there's actually a stat or a, um, uh, what is it? It's like a when you do the drop-down, if you, anybody who's been in Facebook ads, um, the dashboard, you know, there's like a drop-down that has performance, uh, mm-hmm. forms and clicks, you know, there's one that's called messenger engagement. So you can actually right. see from which ad is getting the most new messenger conversations. I don't even really bother with the messenger replies, even though sadly that's what Facebook measures for that one as the like results. Right. Um, but that's like the back and forth, right? So I guess that shows the engagement within messenger, but that could be, you know, I don't know. That's not as important as the new messenger conversations to me. Right. Uh, Because then once they're in messenger, then that's where I'll take over inside the bot anyways. But um, if you have a good ad that has, um, you know, like I said, high click through rate, um, high relevancy score, um, your CPM is low, which is the cost per um, a thousand people. And that also varies in terms of your audience, but that also goes to show your audience if you have that targeted correctly, right? That you're hitting your message is perfect for the audience that you've selected. So there's, you know, of course, all those variables, but let's say all that is great, that your ads look great. um, And then you're going into the bot. Well, then let's say within the bot, people are coming in, but they're not ending up getting, you know, making a purchase or the call to action that you're asking. So for example, I have a real life example. Of this is have amazing ads running for a client of mine. And what he is, is a um, online medical test supplier. So like you can go in and order uh, a cholesterol or testosterone or whatever, and they'll, they'll send it to you. And then you just do the blood draw or whatever yourself. They give you everything in the box and then you just send it back. And so it's all at home testing. Right? Oh, wow. So um, I was like, oh, medical lab stuff. That's, I can do that. Um, so, <laughs> like, that's my I'm a scientist. Yes, exactly. Um, so what I did, and this has worked amazingly well, is for a couple of tests, one being testosterone and the other one being thyroid, is I did a quiz within the bot, right? Saying test or, or check out, take this quiz to find out uh, if you have symptoms of low testosterone or if you have symptoms of um, an inactive or hyperactive thyroid. So, so many people are going through this quiz. It's great, you know, and people are getting, and I'm using the quiz in the bot and ManyChat being able to add up their, their score or whatever, right? And then giving them based on conditions, what their answer is. And people are clicking to the website. Nobody is buying. I'm like, what? This is crazy. Yeah. It's like, this is saying, yes, you might have low testosterone um, here. And I, of course, you know, give the option of, saying, um, you know, or telling them, you know, this is what this might mean. And the other thing is I got all these answers off of, you know, men's health or, you know, having, you know, reputable websites that say, you know, these are um, conditions or, or symptoms. Like for the quiz results yeah, themselves. Exactly, okay, yeah, exactly. Cool. Yeah. So I'm not just coming up with this on the fly. Oh my gosh, no way. Um, <laughs> um, so yeah, so, and then saying, hey, click here. And, you know, they do click. The thing is, you know, that might also be outside of my control in terms of 
website load speed um, or there being um, uh, the price might be too high for them. This is in, in Europe. So, you know, I don't know compared to how it is in the U.S., especially with them having, uh, you know, paid for healthcare for themselves, right? But, you know, it might be the cost, things like that. But then I realized, okay, well, I assumed that a lot of these people would be buying or at least a, a good percentage. So now I'm like, okay, now I need to come up with a good follow-up. And that's the other thing that I've noticed with bots is having that follow-up in place, a follow-up sequence, really helps so then that way um, you know best ways to you know re-engage people who have clicked or who have gone through but they have not quite, quite bought yet mm -hmm. so um, just like with Facebook ads how you can retarget people who have maybe gone to your landing page but didn't purchase and go to the thank you page you can retarget them with an offer or things right. like that that's what I'm implementing now is like a follow-up sequence where, you know, asking them if they had any questions um, and then giving them an offer of a, a certain percentage off if they go by within, you know, a day or two or something like that. Um, but having or the conundrum in a way with bots, and I tell this to a lot of clients is, you know, you have it all set up and you're like, great, this is going to work perfect. This is going to, you know, this is going to be a great lead in sequence to just, you know, automatically flow to the website to purchase. But then you set it live and then people react differently than what you expected, right? People start typing in a response rather than hitting the button. Oh, gosh. And then that messes things up and you have to like, and you aren't expecting that, right? And then you realize um, you can set up a follow-up sequence that works that, you know, that you have set up initially. But until you start seeing people going through it and you're like, okay, this is how people are reacting then. And then asking questions, then you might have to modify it a little bit. So always being able to be, uh, or realize that it's a fluid situation and don't get mad if it, you know, ends up not working as you expected once people actually started going through it and being able to adjust as need be. Um, so then that way you get more of these people who are coming into your bot with your amazing ads to be able to get them to, then purchase the other thing the great thing with manny chat is being able to have the a b split testing right. so you could even come up with a couple different variations of your either your growth tool message if that's your you know your main funnel um and or your follow-up sequence to see which one then converts better and then go off of that to then you know make that your main um, option, the, the winner, right? You, you determine the winner or at least adjust it based off of the results that you see. Yeah. And that makes sense. I mean, it, but is there, is there like some sort of threshold that you've seen that, I mean, like when you're doing AB testing, um, kind of like what we were talking about earlier with having enough traffic, um, is there like a magic number that you've seen for the AB testing to actually be effective so you can make a, an intelligent decision on what's working best or not? Yeah. So again, this is along the lines of, you know, uh, your offer, your, your type of client, things like that. You're making sure that it's your ideal audience, right? Right. Um, or you're not just blasting out ads and getting random people saying, I don't know who you are because then they don't really count. Um, but having, I would say at least, you know, 50 to a hundred people through, um, the AB split test that you can get an idea off of that of which one is is performing the best where you can you know understand that there might be some outliers and people that you know aren't performing how you had wanted them to within the bot like let's say they get distracted or there's some sort of glitch or something to be able to take those outliers out and realize that those might be in there but be able to have enough people going through it that you can actually you know 
have a good deductive reasoning of which one is performing better. Yeah, that totally makes sense. it's not obvious. <laughs> yeah, it, well, yeah, of course. So, yeah, I guess the, the moral of that story is before you, you start to scale, just do some split testing to see what works best, you know, get, you know, 50 to 100 people exactly. through it and then, um, you know, jack it up so it's actually, you know, the volume that you may be wanting to do in terms of ad spend and budget and all that. Exactly, exactly. Yeah, that way you're not just totally like, you know, like I got 5,000 bucks and I'm going to spend it all right now. <laughs> <laughs> right. Yeah. I mean, and, and there's always ways to improve too. And being able to make those, that's the other great thing with, with bots and sequences and growth tools is the fact that you can make minor adjustments here and there um, to the messages based on what you're seeing other people going through. So of course though, doing a broadcast I have learned, and I'm sure many other people have as well, that if you just send out a broadcast to your current subscribers and you have the whole flow within the broadcast oh, and you see people are messing up or there's, it's not working properly, you can't go in and edit that, unfortunately. You know, right. not, obviously not the first message. The first message gets sent out. Everybody gets it as it is. But my practice that I'm doing now is I always set up the rest of the flow um, from the broadcast message if they click buttons into the flows folder. So then that way, if, if something's getting messed up or, or just people aren't reacting like I want to and I need to make a slight adjustment, I can still go in and adjust that even though it's been sent out as a broadcast because that way, you know, it's still editable that way. It's what? Edit, editable. <laughs> Sorry. That was pretty funny. Editable. Um, that was awesome. <laughs> Sweet. Well, that uh, that brings me to my next question. So say um, you're testing and you're scaling it uh, well. I mean, is there any like, because uh, we did the like the basic, you know, welcome to Facebook Messenger. And then we did kind of just covered intermediate. Is there any sort of like advanced tips or tactics that you can kind of recommend to people? I don't want to overwhelm them, but like, you know, maybe like an idea or two ideas or something that, you know, they can do to uh, kind of jack it up even more and be like, yeah. Yeah. So on the Facebook ad side of things, um, obviously, you know, having multiple ad sets that are splitting up different audiences, right? So then that way you can determine which audience, <clears throat> excuse me, is doing best. Um, but then also the different growth tools to see which one might be working best mm -hmm. um, for the audience. Now, you yeah, know, specifically with the many chat. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Yeah. So with those, you know, it's like, you know, you can pick and choose and, you know, split test to see which one is working best. I have, and I, I don't, I don't uh, recommend this to a lot of people just because the other thing with Facebook ads is you want to have one clear call to action so people don't get confused. They're like, right. oh, click this link, but it says to click this button. I don't know what to do. I'm not going to click at all. Okay, I'm going to keep scrolling sort of thing, right? Which seems <laughs> ridiculous, but that's It happens. Yep. Yes. Um, but what I have done, and usually I don't do this initially. Usually I do this after I've done some split testing um, or I've done one and it's, it's just doesn't seem that the audience is, is doing what I'm asking them to do is sometimes I do like a common growth tool to get people to comment, but then I also have a button. And so using the JSON um, ad setup, uh, just in case there's people that don't want to comment or, you know, they're that lazy where they'd rather just hit a button or they just see the button and they want to press it. Um, even though I had the call to action saying to comment below with whatever, right? Mm -hmm. um, that's definitely something that you can test. And I guess the great thing with that is that it is a split test in itself because within the growth tool, you can see how many people are going into, um, you know, whichever growth tool it is. 
and see which one is performing better just for future ads, right? That's the other thing. You don't want to modify an ad once it's running because it'll mess up with the algorithm. So right. set it up and then see how it's going. And then if you, it's bombing or there's just something that you need to modify, uh, duplicate it, the ad or the ad set, and then recreate it that way instead of editing it. I've had in my early days, I just edited one and it totally screwed up everything. And I was like, Sad. Live and learn. Yes, exactly. So never edit an ad. Um, but within the bot itself, um, definitely have having conditions and or and well, conditions would be more for people that if you're um, sending out messages to who are already subscribers based on you know tags that they currently have. Um, so then that way the the message is a little bit more relevant to them. Um, but then the follow up sequences too. So having you have conditions within the follow-up sequence. And I've done this with one of my author clients that works really well. We're offering a free book download for the ad. And then you want to follow up to say, hey, you know, did you get your free book? And I only send that to people who have or who don't have the tag saying click to download free book, right? Mm -hmm. So those people who have clicked and, and gotten the download aren't getting that message because for those people, I want specific messages going to of saying, hey, did you enjoy your free book, right? Because I don't right. want to send unrelevant messages to them because then that's when people start ignoring messages. And I'm sure many of us are um, subscribers to certain bots that, you know, we still are subscribed to them. We haven't unsubscribed yet, but oh, you yeah. kind of just ignore the messages because you're just like, mm, this isn't really that relevant to me anymore because it's, you know, maybe they're talking about a product or service you've already purchased and you know that's what they're talking about. So then you might miss something that they want you to see that would actually, that you would actually want to read or take action on. But because they're just talking about uh, something else that you've already got, then you're mentally like, I don't want to waste my mental energy on this. I know what it's about when, yeah. you know, maybe it's not. So that way you can keep subscribers that way and keep active subscribers. Cause that's the other thing is, you know, we got a lot of bots that have a lot of subscribers <laughs> on it and you see a lot of people posting in the group like, Ooh, look at me. I've got, you know, 1500 people in a day and it's like okay yeah <laughs> that's great like, but what are you doing you, with it yeah exactly exactly yeah. and how is how or how are you keeping your bot relevant to them so yeah using conditions really really helps with that and also um can do the a b split testing as well to see which one seems to be more relevant to your subscribers because really you're not your subscriber you're stuck in your own business or in your client's business and knowing it from their side of things so this is in a way a way to get like customer feedback by finding out which one um, seems more relevant that people are actually taking action on. Right. Yeah, that totally makes sense. Well, interesting. So yeah. what, what's one of the more um, exciting bots that you've found? I mean, is there, cause I know if I'm not mistaken, you kind of play around with some different bots too, right? You know, kind of test them and see what, you know, what they are and how they work and all that. Is that correct? Yeah. Okay. Yeah, so, Have you found anything that's like, holy crap, this is like an amazing bot? And, and what, did it, what, was it, what was it doing that made you so impressed? Um, well, one recently was um, someone posted in my group a Acura bot. And actually, the page name is Acura bot. And I Acura, found like it, as in the car? Yeah, yeah. Okay. So it's interesting. And I, I, that was one of the first things I noticed was the fact that it's a different page it's not accurate itself makes me wonder they wanted to have it separate just in case if you know breaking rules or they get limited uh or disabled that it won't affect their main pages messenger right right um i was like huh that's a 
semi good idea for a larger company that can do that. <laughs> um, not my poor little restaurant client. That wouldn't work. Oh my um, gosh. <laughs> but it's cool because you could build a car, your, like your car in the bot. And oh, wow. Yeah. And then it actually goes through and, you know, it asks you all these options, right? And then after you're done with all the options, it then sends you the look of the car that you picked. I mean, this is stuff that's easy to do on websites and stuff like that, but it's cool because it's within Messenger and it's, you know, sending you messages back and say, oh, great pick. And um, like there was one thing that was an option. I think it was wheels called the black diamond something or other. And they're like, oh, you can't go wrong with a, with a part that's named after a ski slope or something like that. That's interesting. (laughs) That is interesting. (laughs) Yeah. Um, But being able to go through all that. And then at the end, you know, of course I'm, I'm analyzing this whole thing, right? Like how Uh are they going to have the call to action? So you can contact the dealer and then you Mm. put in your zip code and it says, Oh, looks like, you know, we have, um, you know, like I put in my zip code says, Oh, Acura dealer in Spokane Valley, Washington would be great. You know, do you want to contact or do you want them to call you? And I'm like, Oh, never mind. I don't. Oh my gosh. (laughs) I was just testing. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. I was just, (laughs) just uh hacking your bot just going through it seeing what it does yeah um but yeah so that was kind of cool because then it would you know show you everything um and then give you the option to contact the dealer so obviously if you are in the market for a car and you like acuras or you're potentially liking acuras then you can be like huh this is something that you know i could actually drive my own car that i built sort of thing right within messenger Mm. where it becomes into real life so i thought that was kind of cool that Um, is actually really cool and I'm sure more more companies are going, bigger companies are going to be getting into that. I mean, I'm seeing a number of them that are are into, they're getting into bots, which is great uh, because they also have the bandwidth to do a lot of this uh, split testing and testing in general that you're like, oh, that's a great feature. I didn't even think about that. Um, you can't quite yet purchase a bot or a car in a bot yet, but <laughs> maybe that's one thing you can actually, you know, put your down payment on on the car within the bot. Yeah, I don't think we're far from that, honestly, especially with all these different web view uh, sort of applications that are coming out. Um, I I don't think we're far from that at all. No, and actually with some of my e-com clients, because I'm in the uh, beta uh, ManuChat payment system or whatever, right, where I can Mm -hmm. actually implement that, um, there's a couple of my e-com clients I'm setting it up for. I'm like, wow, this is going to be awesome because people can just make the purchase right there within Messenger. And yeah. I'm thinking about all my other clients that, you know, even service-based ones, you know, like chiropractors and stuff where you do a discount deal. And oh, the yeah. thing is a lot of people say, yes, I want this $37, you know, adjustment or whatever, right? They sign up for it. They give their name, email, phone number, and then they go MIA, right? When you try and call and schedule. So the great news is when they're excited for it, say, okay, great. Well, we're accepting only the first 10 people. So click the button here to pay for your service. And then they can just pay for it right there. And then it's great because if they don't show up, well, that's their loss, right? Yeah, no, true, true. So it would help show up rates as well. So totally off on a tangent there, but yeah, that's uh, definitely a use of it. (laughs) Yeah. And I mean, that's, that's one thing I love about mini chat and chat fuel is like, they're like, um, competition breeds innovation yes. um but these these companies are just coming out with so many cool features and it's mm-hmm. like it's so rapid like with with cars and other industries it's like we're kind of to the point where i don't know it's like it's kind of like slow evolution but with these bots it's like uh it's just the 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 technology and the advancement and the integrations and everything else it's like it's moving so rapidly it's really exciting to watch oh totally 
Yeah, yeah, exactly. And like you said, it, it's kind of reminds me of like in the 60s with the race to the moon, right? Yep. Same sort of thing where it's like race to who has the better, you know, attributes for their bot. And the thing is, is then it just keeps pushing people. Uh, when I was at Traffic and Conversion, I actually talked with Michael Yang, you know, the, the owner, CEO of oh, yeah. uh, ManyChat for a while. Uh -huh. And we, he's like, what is the one thing that you would love to see in like the pixel? I want to see the Facebook pixel within Messenger. I mm. had thought it was a Facebook limitation, but no, it doesn't sound like it. It sounds like it's a thing that they're trying, you know, it's a platform it. limitation. Yep. Yeah. Exactly. No, I, I, I found that out too, because you can actually create custom bots and then you can, you can pixel up to uh, like a hundred different events See? Um, exactly. with a, with a custom bot. And I was like, Oh my gosh. Yeah. Blew my mind. Exactly. I thought yep. it was a Facebook limitation yep. here nope. all this time. It's not. So yeah. yeah, I had about a 45 minute conversation with him about it. And he, I told him, you know, from a marketing standpoint, what, how it would help marketers and also just help <laughs> um, Facebook ads and just everything. Right. So yeah. um, I know that that's a, a big thing on their, their to do that they're working on for the developers and stuff. I said, yeah, if you can have it where it's like you click a button and then that fires, you know, one of the, the pixel events, that would be amazing. And I'm like, can't you do that? Come on. Sort of thing. Right. <laughs> so it's, it's well, coming, build right? it. Damn it. Build it. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Exactly. And you see some of these other platforms like uh, this new one, Opesta, they have something similar with the um, uh, pixel. Um, but they're more utilizing that with like websites and stuff too, where um, you can even send a message to people who landed on your page, but didn't go to the thank you page. I'm like, huh, that's a new one. Yeah. I, I guess that's within Facebook's uh, platform policies. Yeah. So, yeah, I mean, one thing that I think that Michael could do maybe within ManyChat somehow, like if they like somehow on the dashboard internally within the bot, like you install your Facebook pixel ID and then mm -hmm. on different landing pages, they somehow when that landing page is, um, you know, clicked on or whatever, like it pulls the information from, uh, from the pixel, like it somehow in, embeds it in there and then sends the information back to Facebook. Um, exactly. Well, yeah. they already have it within the landing page growth tool now. So that's great. You know, where it's just when someone clicks on the button, saying yes, I, you know, send a messenger, then it goes to that, like, thank you page saying, oh, view in messenger. That will hit uh, an event or trigger a Facebook pixel opt-in event. So you can actually uh, retarget people who have been to that landing page, but have not had that opt-in event. So right. they've done it, you know, that's like a, a built-in landing page, which is great, but that's kind of like the first step. I'm like, yay, it's starting yeah. to happen. <laughs> but targeting those people specifically that are like, you know, purchase, purchase, purchase. It's like, mm -hmm. let's find more of those guys. <laughs> exactly. Yeah. yeah. And that's the thing. It's not necessarily to use within Messenger because you already got your subscribers in there, right? It's to find those people that are taking the actions that you want them to take within Messenger and right. finding more people just like them with, uh, you know, Facebook's lookalike audience feature. So yep. yeah, Boom. that's going to be a game changer for people. And with the increased Facebook ad costs, everybody is needing to find um, very economical ways to find their ideal client. And that's a win-win situation too for the users of Facebook. So then that way they're seeing stuff that they really want to see. Yep, totally. No, that's it. Yeah, you're right. It's definitely a win-win situation for, for everybody. Um, so if you're, if your bot journey, um, well, how about your, your lifelong journey from, uh, you know, from teenager that loves whales to person researching whales to the scientist term that it cannot 
pronounce this cytogeneticist. Yeah, all the way up to bot um, bot queen. What what if that was uh, if there was a movie made about it? What would the movie name be? Oh my gosh! Um, uh, life does not happen as it expect as you expected. <laughs> <laughs> That's awesome. I love Seriously. it. Seriously, yeah, yeah. I mean, you think back to and the other thing is, I think back to yeah. What if I would have been a whale researcher? Um, how would that have worked out? I mean, I would have been loving doing it, but I don't think it would be getting paid near the amount that I make now. So it's like, that would be, you know, a totally different, yeah, totally different life. And you think about all the different twists and turns and, and in my job as a cytogeneticist, when I first started, I was like, this is sweet. I'm going to do this until I retire. And then (laughs) I got jaded with, with, the you know whole corporate culture and them trying to put their thumb on people and I'm not I'm an opinionated person I also think that you know people should uh, be treated well and so I started getting a little bit jaded with them like screw this I got to find a way to get out of this, this job yeah, and wow. so that's kind of how I started into entrepreneurship is finding I'm like I can I know you can make money on the internet and then just started doing that and then got into Facebook ads and then ironically just uh, um, less than a month ago. Uh, huge, I don't know what the percentage is, but 192 people, probably maybe about five or 600 people in the company I worked for that I just recently quit in December got laid off. And I'm oh like, oh my gosh. Yeah. Hashtag like, timing. Right. Exactly. Yeah. I'm just like, sorry guys, that sucks. Yeah. Peace. <laughs> yeah. Actually, it's kind of funny when I drive past the lab um, and I have my I shouldn't have done this with my kids in the car, but I was driving past and I looked up at the building, you know, it's during the normal work day or whatever. You know, I work from home now. I can just go and do what I want to when I, when I want to. And I'm driving past it. I'm like, suckers. And my son just starts, <laughs> five-year-old son starts busting up laughing. And so now anytime we drive past there, he says that. I'm like, oh, oh my gosh, that is awesome. That is so awesome. Uh, living the lifestyle, living, living yeah. the dream. Yes, exactly. Yeah. So, and, and that's the thing I've, I've realized too is, don't get married. And this is also with, I mean, not don't get married. Sorry, I'm going gonna, gonna to end the podcast episode right there. That reminds me, don't get married. And, and, well, that's the episode with Mackenzie, everyone. No, I was say, don't get married to one idea. I started going off on another tangent. Don't get married to one idea of what you think your life is going to be like. Be open to possibilities and, and don't be afraid to fail because mm. that's how you learn and you move forward and yeah. you, you get better at just what and find out what you really want in life. Right. So totally. you know, if I would have been stuck in that job, just cause I'm like, well, this is what I got my degree in and this is me using my degree. Right. You know, I'd be unhappy. So, you know, don't, you know, always keep your eye, your eyes open for different opportunities and test them out and don't be yeah. afraid to try them. And then, you know, if it doesn't work, well then that's fine. I mean, I did direct sales for technically five years. I did not do really great in it, but it was oh able that's that how I got funny. out of the lab. That was my first entrepreneurial go is, is direct sales. And I, I put my hundred percent into it. Um, I didn't do that great. People thought I was, my account got, my Facebook account got hacked when I first started. Oh my gosh. I don't, I'm like, is this really you? Yeah, I'm like, yes. Yeah. I'm like, oh my gosh. But I <laughs> dot, learned dot, from dot. that. <laughs> yeah. Right. I learned from that and learned a lot of sales psychology, you know, so that was my journey. Right. So I, you go into things thinking, okay, this, you're going to learn from it and, and get better at, you know, figuring out what your end goal is and finding that one thing that really kind of you do it and you're like, this is fun. I love this. I want to do this all the time. And that's what I found with first Facebook ads 
and then with bots now it's like mm. it was like bots were made for me to do pretty much yeah. right it's just like i just get into them and i just understand them and figure them out and know um it's my science background too i wouldn't change my science background if i had to go back i'd still go and get my science degree because i love science but also because i think i learned a lot of valuable skills that i'm still using today even though i'm not in the science field technically sure yeah but it's those basic principles that you're able to apply to the bot world Yep. And yeah. makes me stand out too. I mean, there's not a lot of scientists out there that are <laughs> doing digital marketing. It's true. This is true. It, it makes for a great story too. So like, yeah, you exactly. know, like when you're on stage. Yeah. So awesome. <laughs> yeah. I like to show off my chromosomes on stage. Everybody's like, whoa, those are chromosomes. I'm like, yep, those are my chromosomes. Oh my gosh. Um, <laughs> that's awesome. I, I'll always be a science geek at heart for sure. There you go. Well, awesome, Mackenzie. Well, thank you so much for coming on the show again. And uh, yeah, maybe you you can be the first third third time interviewee. I'd be um, up for it. <laughs> awesome. Okay. Have a good one. Thanks. Well, all right, that is the episode for today. Thank you once again to Mackenzie for coming on the show and dropping some of those knowledge bombs about Facebook because uh, a bot is only as good as the traffic that it produces. So if you have questions about how to actually increase your traffic, go ahead and go check out the Facebook group called Marketing with Messenger Bots. That is Mackenzie's group over there once again, like I said earlier in the show. And it's worth it uh, because there's a lot of great people in there. Uh, you get answers to your questions pretty quick. Um, like I was joking earlier, Mackenzie does answer on a borderline precognitive level. So while you're thinking it, she's already formulating the answer, which is kind of nice, you know, when you're when you're tr- quickly trying to get an answer to a, something she can go ahead and get that answered for you pretty quick. If not, uh, if for some reason she's busy, uh, there's a lot of great people in there that can help you out and uh, assist you in that. So uh, definitely check out what Mackenzie's doing over there as well as her Facebook page and uh, everything else that she's doing. So yeah, hope you guys are having an awesome day. Thanks for tuning in. If you haven't yet subscribed, um, do so. And if you haven't yet left a review, I would appreciate that. Have some exciting interviews coming up in the very, very near future. So um, yeah, everyone, hope you have an awesome day and enjoy yourself.